0: News, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane
1: 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, January the 31st. Uh, of course, the last day in the month. Uh, we'll begin, uh, of course, uh, I saw even this morning some prognostications on Puxatoni Phil, which is Thursday see if uh he sees his shadow i never did know what was up with that over the ground oh.
2: you know it seems obvious to me if the sun is out he sees his shadow if he, if the sun's not out he's not going to see a shadow but yet somehow sometimes he manages not to see his shadow even if it's bright sunshine on a cold pennsylvania morning
1: i take it pierre shadow uh, moved on
2: uh, th- they're doing something. The Iberian is, but they don't do the public display. Okay, all right. But, but the paper says something. See, that's Thursday, so maybe next Monday or Wednesday's paper. When they print
1: something, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Pierre Chadeau, uh it used to be a pretty good crowd out there. Oh yeah, on uh, that morning, Groundhog Day, February second,
2: my, my, my first one in town. We broadcast from there. Uh,
1: Will gave me a great sound bite. Uh-huh. Anyway. Uh, i got to find that. All right. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, uh, basketball. Let's start off with basketball. I mean, the LSU Lady Tigers, uh, they're proving their metal right now. They took down Tennessee, which, uh, you know, they, uh, Tennessee has lost, I don't know, five, six, seven games this year. But still, the program is mighty in the SEC. And the Lady Tigers uh, add on number 21. And I'm trying to recall what their SEC record is. They're undefeated, of course. Uh, Of course, they take down Tennessee last night. Well,
2: watched a good portion of that game. Uh, Every once in a while, LSU let Tennessee back in. And you're worried, is this going to be the time Tennessee turns it around? But then LSU would gear up, uh, start playing some solid defense, start hitting some shots, and um, they'd extend that lead. And at the end, it was pretty anticlimactic.
3: Yeah,
1: of course, LSU, two ladies for LSU last night. Uh, of course, uh, Alex Morris had 31 points. And, of course, the uh, the lady that's been carrying him for most of the year, Angel Reese, had uh, 18 points and uh, 17 rebounds. So... Uh, It's uh, amazing what those two ladies uh, have done for the Tigers. Of course, LSU opens up the first quarter. Uh, Ladies' collegiate basketball is a little different than the men's, the way they conduct it. The ladies have four quarters of 10 minutes each, while the men have 20-minute halves. I, uh, I
2: never did understand why they decided to do that. What was the motivation?
1: Uh, you got me. Other and, than a uh,
2: built-in TV timeout.
1: And not only that, but uh, the, the ladies at one time did play two 20-minute halves, and they changed that in just the last—
2: a, for, for Within four
1: years. Yeah, it hadn't been long. And uh, they went to that particular— uh, uh, the way they posted, of course, the Lady Tigers opened up the first quarter with a 15 to 12 lead, and uh, things are going pretty good in the 15,000 plus raucous crowd at uh, the PMAC last night. Uh, uh, reading a, an article earlier this morning, they rearranged some of the seating to put more seats in there. Is that not, right? not for this particular game, but for the PMAC.
2: Well, they they had done some renovations, yeah.
1: And uh, they had 15,157, 15, 15, the largest crowd ever in the PMAC, and it was standing room only, uh, tickets towards the end. Uh, the game was a complete sellout. Lady Tigers uh, uh, add to their three-point lead by outscoring the lady vols by two so they had a 34 to 29 lead going in at halftime uh tennessee made a little rush in the uh third period; they outscored the lady tigers by uh three they head into the uh, fourth quarter it was 19 to 16 in the third quarter scoring so heading into the fourth quarter uh, the lady tigers outscored them by five and had that uh 76 to 68 uh win that eight point win and again uh um Kim Mulkey, you know, they hired her, what, two years ago. and She left Baylor with three national championships in her pocket, and I'm not so sure she's dealing from that right now. I think she signed uh, earlier in the early signing period. I think she signed a big-time recruit. Uh, I know the number one par- player in Louisiana. And, of course, Angel Reese came from Maryland. She's in uh, her first year at Tiger Tigertown, uh, and she's displayed. I think she's – still on consecutive streak of double-doubles in the game as the Lady Tigers last night uh, uh, put on a terrific effort. Of course, they've got one more left, too. Uh, they do still have some other SEC games, but the big one is against South Carolina, number one-ranked South Carolina. Uh, they'll play that one over in Columbia uh, February the 12th. That's the same day as the Super Bowl, but they'll come on uh, 1, one o- o'clock. 1 o'clock. And is that our time? yes. Okay, so 12 o'clock, uh, probably their time. So uh, in that game, so if you want to get back from some of the old Super Bowl hype with the game that day with the Chiefs and the Eagles, uh, the Lady Tigers uh, are playing quite well in that regard. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Kim Mulkey, just amazing what the job she's done. She goes to Baylor. Baylor's never done anything in women's basketball, to my recollection, and she has them playing uh really well and uh three national championships of course you won two as a as a player at La tech back in the old days uh before the NCA sanctioned uh ladies basketball they had a a i w or something like that uh, for the ladies back then and um the uh, lady tigers uh, uh on their way of course uh I, let's see if I, I don't think south carolina played last night they didn't course the lady tigers uh of course auburn beat florida on the lady sides uh jackson state beat southern on the ladies' side any other big games number eight maryland where angel Reese came from beats penn state 87 to 66 and uh what more can you say for kim mokey jeff i mean what what a job she's done in two years Already, you she's you credited
2: those girls, though. Too. Oh, oh, I, I
1: agree, remember. I agree. But uh, I want to say she came in and brought some, some really fine players for the uh, and the Lady, Lady Tigers. Tigers that had
2: some uh success. I'm trying to remember the one who had a, a little bit of a scandal and
1: left. Um, and oh, she went on to coach in the WNBA, but
2: yeah, she Pokey did, Reese, maybe Chapman. Pokey Chapman. Yeah, she
1: it. had some controversy in that regard, so uh, being a little too friendly. So,
2: But, uh, again, they had some success
1: with her. and yeah, they and, did. And
2: her predecessor, too.
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to remember who that was. She was there at LSU for a long yes. time, too, uh, and retired and, and passed away like a few years later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, uh, on the men's side, the, L- the LSU men, <laughs> I'm sure they envy the ladies. Of course, I'm sure they're pulling for them. Uh, in that regard, but the LSU uh, men's basketball program uh, is taking their licks right now. I think they've lost eight in a row. Uh, Coach McMahon trying to right that ship. Uh, they've got a, wor- a lot of work to do. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, uh, we'll see the Tigers will play again. Uh, let's see. Uh, LSU plays Missouri, and that's going to be tomorrow night up in Missouri. Of course, the Tigers are 12-9. and 9. Missouri is 16-5. and 5. Uh, in that particular game. It's going to be on the SEC network if you have an opportunity to watch it. Uh, Missouri's averaging about uh, 83 points a game, which is eighth in the country. The Tigers averaging 71, which is 199th. So uh, shooting-wise, that's always a hand, uh, how people score. Let's see, field goal-wise, LSU's hitting 45% of their shots – but it's for one sixteenth in the country. But you got to remember there are like 360 teams that play basketball in the NCAA, uh, uh, with regard Missouri shooting at right at f- a little over 48% free throws. Of course, I'm always a big believer. And if you can hit your free throws late in the game and rebound, you're going to beat most people. Missouri shooting at 72, uh, 76.2% while the, uh, LSU at 69, five, which isn't bad. So, uh, Rebounding-wise, I'm trying to see uh, uh, total rebounds. uh, Missouri's averaging 28 a game, while LSU's averaging 31. So uh, LSU can uh, rebound, hit their free throws uh, late in the game, uh, maybe have a chance. Don't see a point spread on that game just yet, uh, but uh, that game is uh, tomorrow at 8 p.m., and it's on the SEC network up in Columbia, Missouri, uh, uh, Mizzou Arena. Twelve and nine LSU. That's lost eight in a row. You know we were talking one time? Why come not in the polls? I mean, they're eleven and one. They beat uh, they beat Arkansas, who was ranked at the time, and I think at ninth. And they beat them in Baton Rouge. But uh, the, uh, I guess the uh, the next uh, t- eight games, we found out why they weren't ranked, as uh, they're on an eight game losing streak right now elsewhere i did see uh some other news too with regards to uh the uh game this weekend with the uh the, or excuse me the following weekend it's two weeks from uh today uh sunday uh as uh, the professional ranks get going uh, we'll see if we can not do something for the uh for the pelicans too jeff uh they're having their issues right now too uh, in basketball as the uh pelicans uh just uh can't get going uh trying to see if uh Maybe uh, if let's see with the NBA uh, New Orleans uh, their last game was Sunday night they got beat by Milwaukee pretty bad Yenis had uh, 50 points I believe in that game 17 rebounds uh, New Orleans plays t- today or tonight in Denver they take on uh, the um, the Nuggets of course uh, one time New Orleans leading the uh, Western Conference and now one game over 500 heading to Denver a pretty good team they're 34 and 16 right now. And uh they pretty much uh let's uh, see with the conference, I just wanna see uh conference, Western Conference, uh in that uh I can't get that. Let's see, uh New Orleans at one time was the number one seed, is now eighth while uh they play uh Denver, who's the number one uh seed uh, right now. If they had the playoffs, they would be the number one seed in the uh NBA. So um we'll see how uh what changes if they get their Ingram back along with uh Williams and Zion Williams and um so that'd be uh the key. Elsewhere I saw where the NFL has released uh the new uh salary cap and it's going up about sixteen million dollars. I'm trying to get to uh that uh, particular note.
2: Sixteen million to two hundred and twenty four point
1: eight million dollars. That's right, that's right. So uh, the league said Monday, that's an increase of 16.6, as we said, the salary cap, which was last year 208.2 in that regard. So uh, we'll see how uh, teams handle that. Of course, uh, contracts coming up. You know, saw some articles with uh, Tom Brady. He becomes a free agent, I think, what, March 1st, is it? And uh, teams talking about him uh, on that. So will Tom Brady – have an opportunity to play somewhere else um they talked about possibly miami but i think that's out now um you know who needs quarterbacks sean payton's still looking for a job he can't find one uh <laughs> with regards to uh, uh
2: i just did the math uh okay seven percent increase pretty much keeping up with inflation
1: yeah uh, you're right about that <laughs> it has <laughs> anyway uh I was trying to uh, look here uh, elsewhere on other news uh, around the NFL, but, uh, uh, and I see with Sean Payton uh, looking for, uh, still looking for a job. I'm like you, Jeff. I think he might've talked his way out of a job or jobs. And uh, with the 15 to $20 million contract he's looking for, how long for, I'm not sure. But uh, I think like we mentioned yesterday, he's, I, I see him sitting out uh you know that what he's doing right now i'm sure he's paid a six-figure salary uh he uh there's not any stress he can come and go he's got to do a little homework you know and prepare for the show uh but um I, and the jobs that are out there right now uh they're not real enticing uh for anyone to uh pick and he's uh, hound upon uh, ownership and stability with management too and uh I don't see that with some of those other squads right now in, in that uh, favor. So uh, we'll see uh, what he'll do. But right now, not at all. NBA action last night. Luka Doncic uh, scored 53 in a win last night over the Piston, becoming just the third player in the last 50 years with five 50-point games in their first five seasons. The other two, MJ and LeBron. Interesting company for that young man. And I don't know if you saw it in the game last night, some of the highlights. He was joined with the the Pistons coach. Uh, they were chattering back and forth. Uh, I'm sure there weren't uh, kind words. But, uh, you know, you, you, you never see a coach get involved in that. And uh, he has. Meanwhile, uh, the AP poll is out with regards to men's basketball. And Purdue finally uh, garnered all uh, 62 first-place votes. They're 21-1. and one. Uh, Tennessee, the men uh, followed uh, in second. They're eighteen and three. Followed by the U of H. Houston's twenty and two. Alabama comes in at eighteen and three. Arizona at nineteen and three. They're fifth. Then Virginia, Kansas State, Kansas. They play tonight. I do believe. I'm not sure if that's a television game, but Kansas State, Kansas, go at it. Yeah, Kansas State beat them uh, the last time they played a couple weeks ago, and I believe it was an overtime game too. So. Uh, In that regard, elsewhere, number nine, UCLA, Uh, number 10, Texas, 11, Baylor, 12, Gonzaga, 13th is Iowa State, Uh, rounding out uh, the next uh, uh, 12, uh, Marquette, TCU, Xavier, Providence is 17th, St. Mary's is 18th, Uh, along with Florida Atlantic 19th, Clemson 20th, Indiana 21st, San Diego State 22nd, the University of Miami, which a lot of people don't realize, didn't play basketball for about 30-something years as they killed the program after Rick Barry left and uh, brought it back sometime in the late 80s, early 90s maybe. But they didn't have basketball at Miami for many years. Of course, UConn is at 24 and Auburn at 25th uh, at 16-5. Uh, and 5. So, uh Selection Sunday only forty days away to and the race to cut down the net, so uh, uh, that'll be interesting. And there have already been fifty teams ranked in the men's college basketball AP top twenty-five this year, uh, the most ever through thirteen weeks. The reference to that is a fourteen percent of all D one uh, programs. It also took into January thirtieth for the voters to reach any kind of consensus. Of course, as I mentioned, Purdue became the first unanimous number one. This season on Monday, and the Baller Makers weren't even ranked in the preseason. And speaking of preseason, half of the preseason top 10 no longer even ranked. And UNC, uh, the North Carolina, was the preseason number one, followed uh, number four by Kentucky, Duke number seven, Creighton number nine, Arkansas number ten are all out. And unpredictability in college basketball is nothing new. Eight different champions have been crowned in the past nine tournaments. But even by those standards, this season is in chaos. Notably, more than half of last week's top 25 suffered a loss between Monday and Saturday, including seven on Saturday alone. Earlier this month, a record-tying 11-ranked teams lost on a single day. And what they're saying, the balance is good. It's going to be hard to get to the tournament. Syracuse coach Jim Beheim told the New York Times that people want to say it's mediocrity, but it's not. There is just a good balance. The big picture now, the transfer portal is playing a major role in parity and the chaos as coaches, out of necessity, build their rosters one season at a time rather than over multiple years, and uh, the talent is pretty spread out more widely as players move seamlessly between the programs, creating more good teams and fewer great ones, going over the days of Kentucky and other juggernauts outboarding the talent. Uh, the transfer led teams can crash and burn or shock the world. Case in point, Kansas State, as I mentioned, went from being picked to finish last in the Big 12 to being ranked number seven right now. Their top two players, both transfers uh, and women's hoops, experience in a similar balance this season. So, uh, of course, the Lady Tigers jumping in there and all. So, uh, interesting in college basketball, Jeff. And as I mentioned, 50, yeah, 40 days away.
2: One and done has affected. All the things you talk about, I think, are a direct result that players just don't stick around anymore. you got to know a college basketball team because those star players would stick around three, maybe four years, and that has just disappeared over the last couple of decades. And so we do see this bouncing around. And, you know, I think it's more important for football, especially because of the playoff situation. They need to stop these preseason rankings. Yeah, because they just don't hold up. And it's not fair to rank someone number 20 when you haven't seen them play this season. And, you know, they could win five in a row and still not move because the, they're they're kind of saddled by their preseason ranking.
1: That's right. And, you know, there's this talk about that, even with regards, you know, the bowl championship playoffs or the college football playoffs. They don't come out with a ranking. What is it? October? Exactly. Uh, you know, before, of course, the AP. Uh, I guess it generates some uh, some uh, I guess hype and all. They come out with their polls preseason and after one week, and uh, but the college football playoffs come out in October. And that's pretty accurate how you can get a judge on how teams are playing. But you know as well as I do, I've seen some teams go eight and zero, then all of a sudden lose their last mm-hmm. four. You know, so how do you gauge that? And, and too
2: often, your first two or three games are against either you know the power five, the the ones who are likely to be ranked high. They're they're playing lesser opponents in the first couple of weeks, so you you really can't gauge them until uh, maybe two weeks into conference play, and and even that. Again, depending on how your schedule is weighted, you know, just the way the schedule works, sometimes you play the best teams early, the worst teams early. It, it's random.
1: And now that, to add to that, you know, the bigger programs play have those money games where they pay out those Two million dollar checks to the poor programs uh looking for some uh, money to keep their programs well, going. that's that's and, what uh, I'm talking about yeah, and it's uh inevitable uh how they go about that, and they just beat up on some of those teams and it's sad to say, but uh anyway, it's just part of college uh athletics, and I'm sure the same thing takes place not only in baseball but in basketball too, so uh it's all there in that regard. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break. You'll listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this.
4: What a special day it is when the newspaper publishers holding the radio station microphone for them, guys. I huh? Huh? <laughs> That's détente.
3: Hi, this is Boxcar
0: Bagel, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes, and we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240.
1: Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangro, and Sugar Oak.
0: So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for chip shots on Kane. Dream
4: us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day.
0: Now back to
1: Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367 1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Tuesday morning, January 30th, as uh, we are looking at uh, some high school basketball tonight on Kane Radio, Jeff. And uh should be an interesting contest with the Tigers. Of Lorville and Ascension, Bo- Ascension Episcopal, the Blue Gators in a big matchup tonight.
2: Yeah, I haven't done. Much in the way of prep. You've seen uh, Ascension Episcopal yeah, this year. Yeah,
1: they've got a couple good ball players, uh, and they love to shoot the three, too. So, uh, can they knock it down? Uh, Catholic High handed them a pretty good whipping uh, in the first time they met. Uh, Catholic High beat them, I think, uh, 44 to 30, maybe. And they went on a little drought there for a while where they couldn't throw it in the ocean. That was in the first quarter. But they've got a couple pretty good ball players, too. Uh, uh, the big, tall quarterback, uh, Dardar, is a pretty good player, along with uh, uh, the Mills kid, who's the wide receiver, shows a little spurt. And they've got a couple other kids that uh, can play pretty well. But uh should be an interesting matchup. I know you've seen Lauraville play once this year. Uh, and uh, so uh, over in uh, Lauraville. So, uh, well, we'll have that on Kane Radio tonight. Uh, and, and
2: to, you know, last week we did, uh, and it ended up being Wednesday night uh, because of the weather. Uh, concerns last Tuesday, but uh, w- you know we did the women's game last week. We won't be doing that this week. Uh, Laurelville coming off a couple of tough losses. Um, they've, they've struggled in district play, uh, but uh, two in a row. Uh, the Catholic High game Wednesday night, and also lost on the road at Franklin, fifty-seven to thirty-nine on Friday night. So we'll try and right the ship uh, against Ascension Episcopal.
1: Yeah, it should be. It uh, should be interesting. Ascension can go a little cold at times from the floor, but like I said, they're not ashamed to take threes, and they'll, they'll put them up from just about anywhere from uh, the line to 25 feet. Anyway, meantime, another action tonight. Catholic High uh, uh, will journey to West St. Mary to take on uh, The Wolf Pack, that's Catholic High's only loss in district so far. I think they're either five or six and one. They lead the district. Uh, West St. Mary has uh, gone down twice to other teams. So it should be an interesting contest uh, tonight for the Panthers. Elsewhere in the area, North Vermillion journeys to St. Thomas More to take on the Cougars. who are having another fine year, too. Um, And uh, we mentioned about Ascension Episcopal in Lorville. Central Catholic will be a generate to take on the Tigers. Elsewhere in the area, uh, looking at games, uh, Franklin will be at Acadiana Renaissance uh, Charter School. Uh, Franklin, of course, uh, predominantly uh, has won that district 8 2 a for the last, I think, four years. Uh, so uh, Catholic High handed them a two-point loss uh, earlier this uh, year uh, over in Franklin. So uh, I think we'll have that game on later on during the month of February. Elsewhere other scores in the area. I'm trying to see. Uh looks like um I'm trying to find anything local. I'm trying to see where St. Martinville might be playing tonight. Uh uh the girls are playing J. S. Clark Leadership out of Opelousas. Um no other I don't see any other local uh games. I'm trying to see if Highland Baptist has a game on tonight. I don't see. Um that's about it, Jeff, what I can find so far for high school basketball tonight. Uh of course in a lot of instances people don't realize the women the ladies started the week earlier in their district play and they line up pretty well and then they head into the playoffs, the state playoffs usually a week before the boys. So uh we'll keep a track of that and see how that goes. But the Panthers in Lorville, two of our local teams along with Generat in action tonight. As the Panthers take on West St. Mary in Baldwin, uh, the Lorville Tigers take on Ascension Episcopal in Lorville, and Jennerette entertaining Central Catholic over in Generet. So, not sure where Nish is tonight.
2: Nish is off tonight. Um, again, they've got nine teams in the district. Apparently, they couldn't fill the open date. Uh, but they do have back-to-back games Friday and Saturday. Sulphur is in town Friday night. And Westgate will travel to Nish on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and surprisingly, the Westgate having a tough year too. Uh, they usually are dominant in and so uh, that district. So second
2: year in a row, and not sure if it's some of the uh, success of the football team has um, affected um, who uh, is playing basketball now. I, I have no idea, uh, but uh, yeah, it's been uh, kind of a struggle there.
1: Yeah, Coach uh, Oliver uh, usually has his kids playing well and uh doing well and uh it'll be interesting to see how uh that turns out uh, uh that game but uh in the meantime uh i'm sure this is just a little lag in uh westgate's uh time that's all they just they've got some tremendous athletes at that school and uh they uh they play uh Uh, fine basketball too just a down year everybody goes through it they've
2: lost six in a row they've only won four games this year so and i'm just looking at their schedule top to bottom looks like uh, round four and 12 13 uh, on the season they got david thibodeau tonight a district uh, game at home uh, at westgate coliseum
1: all right and uh with that uh, i'm sure uh They'll uh, be handy uh, with that. Uh, I don't know what kind of team David Thibodeau has, but uh anyway. they
2: at St. Thomas More Friday. Okay.
1: All right. Anyway, uh, some uh, familiar faces. Uh, I see where the Dallas Cowboys have uh, let go of their offensive coordinator. Uh, in that regard, uh, some other movement, too, with teams. Uh In that, uh, uh, is it Kellen Moore? Is that the offensive coordinator for the Cowboys? I think he's
2: already landed in, uh, I was going
1: to say, San Diego. Yeah, the Chargers have picked him up. That's right. So uh, as uh, things uh, go around, uh, they come back around uh, the same way. It's almost the same way, it seems like, with the head coaches, too, in that regard. So uh, the Chargers hired Kellen Moore who was let go recently, uh, less than 24 hours ago, by the Cowboys. And uh, he replaces former Joe Lombardi, who was with the Saints at one time in that regard. So Lombardi, who was uh, fired after a 10-7 season, ended uh, his historic meltdown loss to Jacksonville Jaguars in a wild-card game and more. He's only 33 years old. Wasn't he the quarterback at Boise State at one time? Sounds right. Yeah, and uh, he takes over an offense led by Justin Herbert, who last season uh, passed Andrew Luck to tally the most passing yards through a player's first year. Of course, uh, Moore also inherits uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and running back Austin Eckler. (laughs) Last season led the NFL with 18 touchdowns. Moore goes from Dak Prescott, who led the league in interception rate at 3.8 this season, to Herbert, who had the seventh lowest interception rate at 1.4, according to uh, some stats. And the outset search for the offensive coordinator, Coach Brandon Staley, said he would look for leadership in a system that would resemble the one led by the Rams, Coach Sean McVay, and San Francisco's Coach Kyle Shanahan, uh, the offenses uh, that I think are the most challenging to defend. So the Chargers offense ranked 10th uh, last season, scoring an average of uh, – 22.5 points a game, while they struggled consistently to run the ball, only averaging about 90 yards per game, which ranked 30th in the NFL. Moore spent four seasons as a coordinator for the Cowboys with his offense in the top four in points per game, yards per game, and third down conversions The Chargers he anticipated to deploy a more balanced offense attack. Uh, than the Bolts uh, with under Lombardi. And, you know, you kind of wonder uh, with the the Cowboys having the two running backs and Pollard and Ezekiel, how they didn't run the ball even more than they did.
2: And and they certainly had some success when they did give those two cats the ball.
1: Yeah, Pollard came on strong, a former Memphis product. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott out of Ohio State. Uh, and, you know, you just wonder. And, you know, Schultz came on as a wide receiver. They got rid of Omari Cooper. He moved on. But uh, the others, uh, Lamb and uh, some of the other wide receivers, uh, you wonder why the Cowboys uh, didn't. Anyway, uh, don't know some of those answers. But the Cowboys under Moore ranked uh, 11th in explosive plays, qualified uh, with four 10 yard runs or 20 yard pass plays. Uh, the Chargers last season. And Tuesdays and the Lombardi ranked uh, 30th with 8.1. So the Chargers also uh, interviewed Rams passing game coordinator Zach Robinson and Rams senior offensive assistant Greg Olson. I don't know if you wanted to hire any of those guys this year. The Rams had one of the worst years uh, with their offense uh, uh, for a defending champion of uh, the Super Bowl. and uh, A historic fail. Oh, wow, it really was. And uh, in that regard, you could see them uh, just uh, – Go through the motions, I mean, and then after Stafford got hurt, uh, how many more quarterbacks did they use? Uh, Of course, you see the 49ers, uh, which was sad. Uh, They lose their their top draft pick from a year ago as a starter. Then they go to Garoppolo, who they really didn't want to keep, but they had to. Nobody else wanted him, and he gets hurt. Then they come in with the uh, rookie who does a great job for him for six, seven weeks, he gets hurt in the championship game, and they bring in uh, Johnson. It looks like he's going to be
2: out six months. He won't be able to do football activities for some six months, so they've got some questions now at quarterback. Oh, they do. They're, they're ready to trade Trey Lance because they thought, well, okay, we've got you know uh, this Brock Purdy kid, and then uh, whether it was Garoppolo or some other option uh, they were looking at, I, I forget what it was. Now they've got some questions there.
1: Yeah, they do. And uh, with regards to uh, Brock, uh, uh, Brock Purdy for the uh, 49ers, he's got uh, a UC, uh What is it? A UCL uh, damage to his arm, and or uh, and uh, with a sprained UCL, wanted to see what uh, the MRI torn,
2: yeah, torn UCL.
1: That's right. And Monday morning turned up. Uh, Offering, uh, Maugham felt like it was stretched out, he said, after the loss. I really felt just like. But he did come back in the game, if my memory serves me right.
2: He did, but he wasn't effective, obviously. No,
1: not at all. Of course, if you see surgery... is either that
2: or McCaffrey, I think, was the emergency quarterback. He was, and yeah. I was
1: telling uh, Teddy yesterday, I remember back in the day, the Colts lost Johnny Unitas and Gary Quazo and they brought in the running back, Tom Maddy, to be the quarterback of that Colts team. He was the tailback on that team, and they went on to, uh, in that 65 season... Uh, I I want to say they ended up in a uh, winning the division and uh, I think they beat uh, did they beat the Browns I think for the championship uh, that particular year the coach did of course the Packers I think won it every other year. There's or, certainly a
2: different game.
1: There, yeah, That's too, true. oh yeah, more of, run. The passing game yeah. was nowhere where it is today. Star and United were pretty much dominant. Uh, along came Roman Gabriel, but uh, yeah, Norm Sneed, and that crowd, Sunny Jergerson, were all pretty good quarterbacks, but. Anyway, just a different time, different uh, the Packers were running the ball with well, But, the you know,
2: what is the Wildcat? And you see that uh, a Pretty lot. Pretty much you, you don't see it dominating a game, but you do see those play calls. So. Yeah,
1: you, that you do. And the Wildcat uh, has uh, turned up in college football a lot, too. Of course, the Saints use it with their Swiss Army knife, uh, Hill. Uh, anyway. We need to take another break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday, January the 31st on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back right after this.
0: Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, "How can we get involved in moving our district forward?" Join us by going to Landry jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to Jacob Landry for jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for about the Jacob Landry Louisiana campaign.
4: Hi, this is Larry Miller from your local McDonald's. We are committed to helping restaurant employees further their education and achieve their dreams. Whether that means helping them finish high school, earn an associate's or bachelor's degree from a college or university, pick up a trade at trade school, or even learn English. Our employees can earn up to $3,000 a year for education. McDonald's in education. I'm loving it.
1: Now back to Bayou Sports on the all new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Tuesday morning, January the 31st, uh, here for our third segment. Uh, with regards, tomorrow is National High School Signing Day. And uh, just looking Pardue at. De- yeah, Poitou, de- yeah, de- yeah. de- that's correct. Anyway, of course, the original, I shouldn't say the original, but the first uh, signing period uh, where. Uh, High school athletes could sign with their selective schools. It took place in December the 21st, the uh, second signing. Most of these teams, uh, I'm looking at the LSU Tigers right now since the Tiger fans in the area. Basically, uh, they're overall ranked, uh, they're fourth right now overall on the 24-7 Uh, recruiting uh, line Uh, they're also their transfer rank is number one in the country right now as uh, coach uh, Kelly has gone about trying to find the uh, right combination or where areas maybe he felt they didn't have the depth he should have and uh, he's got the number one ranking right now in the country Uh, and they have have 11 transfers lined up right now along with 25 uh, signatures that they've acquired and at uh, one time it was 25 was the most you could take in but with the transfer portal today you, you have to maintain what comes in the bottom line is 85 you can only have 85 kids on scholarship at any one time during the course of the school year and uh with his 11th transfer uh He's uh, trying to uh, get some depth. Of course, he just about lost his whole defensive line. That's where he was concentrating earlier as he picked up, I think, three or four uh, defensive line players from other schools, uh, one being Spites, who we talked about last week, who uh, who came in uh, to LSU. And also there have been some other players, defensive halfbacks and all, that he's looking for, cornerbacks especially. And our own uh, loreville Zai Alexander, uh, uh, got into the transfer portal and he decided to move on and he signed with the Tigers. Uh, I think he was, a, if he wasn't a second team All American at Southeastern, Ed, he was uh, honorable mention. And he comes in at six thirty one eighty five. and he'll be, uh, I think he'll have the chance to play some cornerback, but he might be looking at him also as a safety. Of course, the former quarterback at the Lord of Ohio Tigers is in there. Jordan Jefferson's another. Uh, Uh, defensive uh, lineman they brought in. You think of Jefferson, you think of uh, all the gifted skill players the Tigers have had over the years. Uh, But this uh, Jefferson is 6'4", 300 pounds. He comes in from West Virginia. Uh, Elsewhere, they had a a fine cornerback. He was a five-star coming out of high school, Denver Harris, who transferred uh, in the portal from A&M. Also, Jalen Lee, a, a player they coveted a couple years ago who went to Florida is coming back to play for LSU, another defensive lineman at 6'3, 290 pounds. Uh, also, Paris Shan was also another lineman, comes in a defensive lineman, comes in from Arizona. So you can see where some of the holes were. Uh, Braden Swenson uh, uh, from Oregon, an edge rusher at 6'4, 245, uh, comes to play for the Tigers. And also, another player they coveted. Earlier in the uh, signing period, or last year, was Aaron Anderson, who played at Carr High School and uh, signed with Alabama last year. He got into the transfer portal, and, of course, the Tigers uh, scooped him up quickly as uh, they uh, coveted uh, that young man uh, in that regard. So uh, the transfer portal coming in uh, big right now through uh, players, uh just as we mentioned, Jeff, more than once, uh, just looking for an opportunity to play, and uh, with that, so uh, Coach um, Coach uh, Kelly doing a good job. Number one uh, ranked in the portal by twenty four seven. Over down in Lafayette, the, the Cajuns, uh, of course, signed twenty two players in the early signing period. And they have uh, also – they didn't do a whole lot of action in the transfer portal. Didn't see them light it up like the Tigers did. But uh, Coach uh, Mike Desimo brought in uh, 22 players uh, in the initial signing period. uh, Not sure what they're going to do with regards to uh, come tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, the national signing date. Uh, Not sure if they're still on some players or not or if they've hit their 85 limit. Not sure about that, but didn't partake into the portal uh, as the Tigers did to beef up their teams and all. Of course, uh, we've had a couple. I, I
2: hope that's not a sign that people don't think it's a destination.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know those answers. Uh, but talking to – I didn't talk to Coach Decimo but did talk to his brother, Matt, uh, when he was here uh, last week for the Catholic Coaches Show. And he told me he was pretty pleased. They got kids they really wanted, and they got some bigger kids, which they felt they needed uh, – course one being harvey broussard out of uh st martinville who was coveted by about 30 colleges uh thought he was going to end up at uh at memphis or auburn but he decided on uh and then made a comment that he was going to wait to national signing day which is tomorrow but he ended up signing with the cajuns uh on the 21st of december last month and he's a big He's the uh, strongest uh, recruit in the class coming in in 23, followed by Elijah Davis, a running back out of Riverside and uh, Reserve, uh, a 5'9", 215-pound uh, running back. Uh, in that, uh, And also they signed a fine cornerback out of Belchase, who you might have seen. I don't know if you remember, remember. The name is Jeremiah Moses, who played against Westgate earlier this year in the playoffs, a uh, fine cornerback for them, one of their more highly uh, – after recruits it did not do that game okay didn't do that that's right i think we did catholic high and uh week one yeah i think we did but bell chase the tigers beat them uh the cardinals from bell chase elsewhere uh kelly uh cody jackson out of evangel is another highly coveted safety out of uh, out of uh shreveport uh elsewhere uh with other uh players that they signed but uh as i mentioned uh weren't aware of um, many other players at the Cajuns, but they did take, get a commitment from the quarterback out of Lutcher a few weeks ago who I couldn't believe uh, people wasn't on. Uh, this kid, I think, totaled uh, close to 70 touchdowns running and throwing this past year alone for the Lutcher Bulldogs, too. Uh, uh, they were the team that beat uh, Coach Brendan Lake Lakeshore team, uh, uh, pardon the expression, but beat the snot out of them, uh, uh, in the, uh, I want to say, the quarterfinals. And I think Letcher went on to win the state championship this year with that quarterback. Uh, I think his last name was Winfield, Dwayne Winfield, I believe, was his name. So the Cajuns got a commitment out of him. So uh, tomorrow, big signing days around the country, but not many coveted players left. Uh, of course, guess who's number one in the uh, recruiting game? Uh, one guest, Jeff, uh, Alabama shocked is uh yeah i am too i just i can't believe uh, they keep uh signing all these tremendous players uh, alabama georgia is second though not far behind them but alabama had uh, a total of nine five-star recruits i wonder if the nil money went out of course Sabin disdains that <laughs> but, but
2: he'll learn how to
1: make the most out of it yep georgia comes in second followed by texas which signed Arch Manning along with our, our player here in town, uh, uh, the young man uh, Derek Williams that plays for Westgate. Uh, I think also Texas signed a couple of kids out of Louisiana too.
2: Uh, oh, another one from Newman.
1: Yeah, the Will Randall kid, the tight end. Also, Oklahoma's fourth, uh, followed by Ohio State. Then LSU is sixth, uh, Miami seventh, Tennessee is eighth, Notre Dame is ninth, followed by Oregon. Uh, Clemson, Coach Billy Napier's uh, Florida Gators at 12th. A&M, Jimbo Fisher is 13th. Penn State, 14th. USC, 15th. South Carolina, 16th. Auburn, 17th. Michigan, 18th. TCU, 19th. the uh, Florida State Seminoles, 20th. Utah, the Utes are 21st, followed by Arkansas 22nd. Nebraska, 23. Texas Tech, 24. And Michigan State at 25. So, uh pretty much wraps up what's taking place in uh college uh football signings and uh still uh there might be a couple big ones left out there but i just i didn't see any uh top-notch players out there that uh remain to be signed the uh the top 10 players uh according to uh uh 24-7 uh of course arch manning uh was the uh the leading player in that uh that ranking so uh He's followed by uh, a guy by the name Keon Keeley, who signed with Alabama. Uh, Nico Lamaliva uh, signed with Tennessee. Uh, Zachariah Branch signed with Southern Cal. Followed by Dante Moore, UCLA. Caleb Downs, Alabama. David Hicks, Texas A&M. Jackson Arnold, Caleb Proctor. Uh, just names I'm not familiar with, but that was uh, part of the top 10 in the 24-7 uh, recruiting guide. So uh don't know if you have any other little stories or anything uh, you might see.
2: Just uh, that you're talking about uh, UL Mike Desermo, Grand Marshal of this Friday's Mardi Gras
1: Parade. Here in New Iberia. Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Uh, Good again, for him.
2: Yeah, we're looking forward to that. We'll be out in front broadcasting and... Having a few people uh, here in the building, trashing the place uh, on a Mardi Gras Friday night.
1: Well, I hate to say this, but good gosh, our our commode is working. Yes. It's a miracle. Miracles do Uh, happen. More improvements coming. (laughs) In the meantime, uh, Jeff, I don't know if you had any more. I was just trying to uh, garner in... uh, some other information with uh, you know, a lot of world. trivia
2: over the next couple of weeks. We're going to be uh, hearing some uh, interesting trivia factoids about the two teams in the Super Bowl. Uh, Andy Reid, for instance, becoming the fifth head coach to face his former team in Super Bowl. Uh, maybe we could take a look at others. Uh, Chiefs have also joined a small. Group. You know that the headline is maybe a little deceiving. I was actually surprised how many teams have played in three Super Bowls in a four-year span. Really? Well, of course, the Steelers— There's a bit more than you probably think.
1: uh, Yeah, you're right. Uh, Okay, played in three Super Bowls over a period of how many years? Four years. Four years. Didn't have
2: to win them. Wow. In fact, many did
1: not. And, you know, the (laughs) first one that comes to my mind is the Packers, but they only played in two. Yeah. You know, but uh, now the Chiefs are one that comes into play. The Buffalo Bills, uh, the unlucky Buffalo Bills uh, uh, have four in a row, and they're all on the L side.
2: First one, let, let's go ahead and go in chronological okay. order. Uh, the 71 through 73 Dolphins, all right. they won two of those three. And then uh, the 73 to 76 Vikings, uh, they didn't win any of those. Right. Uh, they also, what was it, 1970 season two they uh, lost, but that wasn't in that same span. That's right. But uh, just uh, an indication how they dominated the 70s. And then it was the 75-78 to 78 Cowboys who won uh, one of those three uh, right. Super Bowls. Then you forget about the uh, very unsuccessful 86-89 to 89 Broncos, who seemed to be the thorn in the side of the Cleveland Browns right. in those years. But again, didn't win any. Uh, of course, very few AFC teams were winning Super That's Bowls right. in the 80s and early 90s, as the Buffalo Bills will tell you, <laughs> having lost... Four of them in a row from 90 to 93. And then uh, back to the Cowboys, 92 to 95 Cowboys. Won yes. all three of those. Uh, Jimmy Johnson won two, exited. Uh, they had a bit of an off year, but then won the next year.
1: Yeah, with Barry Switzer. Yeah. And, and then I want to say the next one's uh, in the... Ah, when the Packers, uh of course Denver did, did win two Super Bowls in the uh late nineties, I believe, 98-99 season where John Elway uh I think won his first two Super Bowls. Uh uh the Giants no uh I'm trying to think the Ravens no uh I'm trying I'm trying to go through the cor- chronologically through the years. Of course the Patriots might have had uh three uh, period three in the period two thousand
2: one the the first one with Brady uh, two thousand one through two thousand four so right. that would have been
1: four consecutive yeah you know, Tampa Bay won in o two the 2 season
2: and in there uh, they were three and o in those uh, three Super Bowls. And then again, the Patriots twenty fourteen to twenty seventeen. Uh, that was the last team to do it uh, until now.
1: Yeah, and then did they they won two and lost one? I think during that period, didn't they lose to Seattle? And they may have one lost year? two, two and one. Yeah. yeah, they lost to Seattle. No, no, they
2: beat Seattle. They lost. Well, they beat. Didn't they beat Seattle? That was the play where they threw it, it, they, in and yeah, threw the interception. In the ball
1: with the, they,
2: they lost to the Giants probably in one of those. No, no. No,
1: no, no. Giants were. Eagles. The Eagles. Eagles that yeah. was the Eagles Super Bowl win. Yeah, that Bowl was win. in the, 17, uh, the 16th season maybe. The in 17th. the 17th season, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, so uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, you're right. We're going to see all kind of uh, numbers and uh, – stats and things that will come out i almost trivia. thought i'd see
2: the eagles in there but i think they just won four went to four conference championships but uh, maybe only went to the super bowl once yeah. uh,
1: andy andy Reid took them one time to the super bowl yeah. and they got beat by the patriots by the patriots yeah with terrell orange you know playing with yeah. the broken ankle uh, throughout that game uh, in the meantime so anyway but like you said we're gonna see a lot of that anyway uh Time to take another break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back uh, with more along with today's In Sports History right after this.
0: Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand-new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy.
2: I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away
4: good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us.
2: As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and
4: I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote.
2: Paid for by the Jacob
0: Landry for Louisiana
4: campaign. The Golfballs.com retail center is now open and better than ever. Stop by our newly renovated store to shop the latest in golf balls, clubs, and apparel from brands such as Titleist, made Callaway, and Under Armour. Check out our new state-of-the-art golf simulator and demo the hottest irons, drivers, and putters. Featuring 20,000 square feet of golf equipment and gear, Golfballs.com was founded here in Acadiana 25 years ago and remains the world leader in golf customization. Located on Arnold Boulevard next to Harbor Freight, and of course, online
3: at golfballs.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports
1: at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports. Here on a big Tuesday, January the thirty-first, and uh, just kind of wrap up some uh, more things with the Super Bowl. As Jeff was mentioned, we're going to see all kind of things coming out uh, just out of Glendale, Arizona, from State Farm Stadium, where the game started off as a pick'em, and I think Philadelphia ended up being maybe a one-point pick or something of that nature. There right two now, two as of yesterday. Two? I haven't as seen yesterday. the latest. Yeah, you, we're going to see all kind of things. So. Uh, anyway with regards to uh I, I wouldn't be surprised we even get info on players wives and things of that nature and stats and girlfriends and all kind of information so uh in the meantime uh mahomes um he'll have a couple more weeks to heal that and you know a high ankle sprain you know he he played pretty well considering and that's got to be a, a you know those type of injuries are really painful too uh for him to be playing in that game and he he had a little giddy up in his step uh he was not uh, of course he makes the big play of the game and the poor kid o- Osaye from the Bengals uh just uh, bled his heart out uh, after that 15 yard penalty got him in the field goal range for Butka who ended up kicking a 45 yarder to win the game uh for the uh, Chiefs but Mahomes uh, who threw uh, touchdown passes in the ANC championship game against the Bengals one to Kelsey and I'm trying to remember who the other one t- was too but uh um you'll see uh but I haven't seen any D- did you see anything where Hertz uh injury with his shoulder, Jeff, during the course of that game, uh the first game uh, uh Sunday. I-, I-, I didn't see and he ran the ball uh, oh, no, with I- authority. I-, I don't I don't see him being uh he said he's a little sore, but other than that, uh he took some chances uh, on some into rounds and quarterback sneak, scored a touchdown on a quarterback sneak. So uh, you wonder how uh, that's going to uh, reason for hope for the Eagle fans. And uh, I personally think these are the two best teams. Of course, people say, well, what about the Bills? Uh, the Bills had their chances, and they went down and did play well against the Bengals. And I, I feel these uh, these two teams, both number one seeds uh, in the conferences that they represent, uh, and I think it was, what, the ninth time? That these two uh, uh, that number one seeds have uh played uh in the Super Bowl, um, I think as we mentioned, yesterday, the Saints and the Colts back in uh, two thousand and ten but it was the old nine season, both were the number one seeds and uh in the matchups back then, and uh just trying to go over my mind and uh were the
2: uh, looking at the latest odds uh, in Vegas. All right. uh, looking at a bunch of different sports books, uh, but it it's one and a half to minus two uh for Philadelphia favored uh right now.
1: Yeah, if uh, if Chiefs if the Chiefs have one issue, uh of course their defense really played well Sunday against the Bengals, they were flying around to the football. But the, I think the Eagles pass rush is uh, gonna give uh, Mahomes some trouble. Uh, uh, even though I think Cincinnati's defense uh pretty good but the Eagles led the NFL in sacks this year I think they had at least 70 maybe more if you add on uh what they may have had uh uh through the uh, playoffs but the the Eagles average about four sacks a game so uh we'll we'll see how Mahomes is going to operate uh in a couple weeks against that Eagle defensive line and uh and you know you wonder why the Saints gave up on uh oh the double hyphen uh, last name uh safety uh for The Eagles. Uh, Sean Gardner. Yeah. You, you wonder why they gave up on him. Of course, that was in that trade for a number one pick. But, God, he is a fun player, too. And, boy, he likes to yap it up on the field, too. He's always getting into it. But you wonder uh, why they gave him up. Of course, they did bring in Tyrone Matthew and uh, and Mays from the Jets. Pretty good safety. But um, they played okay this year. Not great, but okay. I think the Saints – uh, led the league in lack of interceptions. I only think they had five or six during the course of the year, which I think uh, Matthew at one time had two of them, of the two the Saints had, and then they picked off a couple more, but uh, just uh, didn't have uh, the interceptions they needed through the course of the year. Anyway, elsewhere, Jeff, I don't know if you see another story or issues uh, before I get into uh, today in sports history. No, I
2: just checked. Uh, didn't see anything breaking or uh, of note.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, let's see what we have here in today in sports history, January 31st. Of course, in 1927, the National League rules uh, uh, future Hall of Famer Roger Hornsby, the only man ever to hit th- uh, 400 in three different seasons, can't hold stock in the St. Louis Cardinals and play for the New York Giants. Of course, he earned a $2,900 dividend the same day. Elsewhere in 1941, the 13th title defense of Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber, he KOs Red Burnham in the fifth round at Madison Square Garden to retain the uh, heavyweight uh, boxing crown. And on this date, 1952, Detroit Tigers, Harry Hillman, and Pittsburgh Pirates, Paul Waner uh, elected to Baseball's Hall of Fame. Also in 1953, New York, Cleveland, in Boston retaliate against big old Bill Beck, forcing the Browns to play afternoon games to avoid sharing TV revenues. You know, Bill Beck was always thinking ahead of time, uh, more of the innovative owner uh, in baseball In 1958, Jackpot Bowling premieres on NBC. Who's the host? Leo DeRocha (laughs) is the host of Jackpot Bowling. Elsewhere on this date, in 1959, former Major League shortstop and manager Joe Cronin signs a seven-year contract to become the American League uh, president. Uh, elsewhere on this date, in 1977, Joe Sewell, along with Al Lopez, elected to Baseball Hall of Fame. Joe Sewell was from Alabama. I'm not sure where in Alabama, maybe a little town. You couldn't strike him out. He played 154 games back then. He struck out 11 times the whole year. I think he was the toughest man ever to strike out in baseball. I think he went like five or 600 at-bats, and uh, you couldn't strike him out. Anyway, Al Lopez, uh, I think at one time one of the longest tenured catchers. Course managed the White Sox for many years. Uh, other than the Yankees, probably would have won a few more pennants if it wouldn't have been for the Yankees back in the uh, '40s and '50s with Al Lopez. Uh, I think a Cuban too, from uh, uh, played in the uh, American League for many years too. Elsewhere on this date in 1988, Super Bowl. 22 in San Diego, the Redskins beat up on the Broncos, 42 to 10. Of course, Doug Williams, the MVP in that game, threw five touchdown passes in the second quarter, I believe, and just uh, destroyed uh, the Denver Broncos and John Elway. And,
2: and again, being down 10 to nothing early in That's that right. game,
1: and the Saints came back to tie that too. Uh, they that was the biggest, uh, I think, margin of comeback until uh, recently when uh, the poor Atlanta Falcons had a 28 to three lead and got beat by the Patriots. Elsewhere on this date in uh, 1993, Super Bowl uh, 27 out in, uh, out in the Rose Bowl, the Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills 52 to 17. As Troy Aikman's the MVP of that game. Also, the 33rd Super Bowl in '99, the Broncos f- beat the Falcons by a score of 34 to 19. John Elway's the MVP in that game, and I do believe that was the last game John Elway played, and then he retired the following year. Elsewhere on this date in 2018. Some people know how to go out on a high note. That's right. You know, some That's people right. do, some people don't. Oh, you're right about that. No way we went out on that record. Anyway, in 2018, guards James Harden becomes the first player in NBA history to log a 60-point triple-double with 60 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, four steals, and a block, and the Rockets went over the Orlando Magic. Didn't uh uh, somebody recently, was it uh, Dunchuk uh, who did the uh, Luka Dunchuk who did the 60 point uh, triple double mm, to match like that? that yeah. yeah, recently. Anyway, uh, birthdays today uh, Hall of Fame uh, f- pro football and college football Hall of Famer of the Green Bay Packers, Don Hudson, born on this date 1913. Elsewhere on this date, uh, born on this date in 1914, Jersey Joe uh, Lewis. uh, Jersey Joe, the heavyweight boxing champion in 51 and 52, born in Mercantilville, New Jersey. Also born on this date, a man that uh, changed baseball, in my opinion. Born on this date in 1919, Jackie Robinson. Born on this date, first African-American Major League Baseball player with the Dodgers, six-time All-Star and the Dodgers, Walter O'Malley, traded him to the Giants of the '57 season. And Jackie Robinson says, "I'm not playing with the Giants. I retire." Elsewhere on it, this, day, it,
2: it is a shame he didn't go to L.A. with the team
1: since yeah, he was from right. there.
2: I started USC.
1: That's right. Uh, or UCLA. You're right. You're yeah, right. UCLA, the Bruin. He was a Bruin. But born on this day, uh, 1931, Jeff, Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks, born on this day, the Hall of Fame shortstop. First baseman, uh, 14-time All-Star, MVP of the league in 58 and 59 with the Cubs, born in Dallas, Texas. I never thought Ernie Banks was born in Dallas, Texas. I would have thought Georgia Mobile, uh, one of those anyway. Ernie Billy, Banks. Uh,
2: Billy Williams, Hank Aaron came from that same That's region. right, Willie Mays, Willie Mays.
1: Uh, they had a lot of yes, great players did. out of the Mobile area. Also born in this day, 1947, Hall of Fame pitcher and seven-time no-hitter, A World Series winner with the uh, Mets is Nola Ryan, born on this date back in uh, 1947. Anyway, the quote of the day, I went back to Mr. Cub, Ernie Banks. You know, Ernie Banks, his greatest saying was, it's a beautiful day for a ball game. Let's play two.
2: No doubt about it. Um, And he would do that, you know, uh, for decades after he retired. He would always uh, be there opening day, make Great predictions, optimistic predictions on the Cubs, despite the fact that uh, they they never uh, had much success at all. And just a shame that he and Santo uh, weren't around for the 2016 season.
1: Yeah, and it was a shame. And also uh, – Ernie Banks, a lot of people don't realize what a fine shortstop he was oh, yeah. before he started getting a little older and the Cubs moved over. MVP two seasons. Yeah, in 58-59, they brought in Don Kessinger to play shortstop, yeah, along with Glenn Beckett, was the infield for a few years uh, for the Cubs in that Grew time. Grew up with those guys. I'll remember them well. Anyway, uh, that's today in sports history, Jeff, uh, on a big Tuesday, January 31st.
2: Absolutely. Uh, join us again tomorrow. Don't forget High School Hoops tonight. Lauraville Ascension Episcopal will be on the air about 7 o'clock. And big thanks to our sponsors, including Jacob Landry, candidate for State Rep District 49,
1: L.A. Classic Roofing, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, and Schwing Insurance.